Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex P. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, Tuesday, January 16th. Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and we're ready to break down a Tuesday card with eight games on tap. It's a massive Tuesday for us, and it's a welcome back to the BetCast for 2024. Uh, we're looking forward to it. Make sure you don't miss it. Tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern, our first Ice Guys live BetCast of the new year, 2024 style. Uh, and we are excited about it. Eight games tonight, some pretty interesting matchups uh, across the board. Uh, lots of storylines to follow uh, and a pretty uh, solid uh, betting card, if you ask me to as well, uh, on this uh, slate, especially for live betting. I think it's a really good live betting type of night. If you look at some of the spots that I'll be mentioning where I think it's better to wait live than bet anything pregame. So it's a great night to have a live bet cast tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern. Again, DM me uh, at Bobano Betting. Make sure you know the new Twitter X account right. profile at Bobano Betting. Uh, on Twitter X or AX Smith Sports, DM either yeah. one of us or email us for a spot on the BetCast, and we will send you the link. As usual, live betting, commentary, drinking, uh, lots of fun, uh, just shooting the shit as the games uh, take place. Always fun, always enjoyable, and it's like a family affair because it's a lot of the same faces and voices that join us on the BetCast, our great viewers and listeners of the show. So we are excited about the BetCast tonight uh, and excited to have our first one of the year tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern. So make sure uh, you join us uh, for that. No question about it. Uh, because we've got, obviously, a big card tonight, eight games, we've got the BetCast tonight. We're just briefly going to glance through the, uh, the recap uh, yesterday and just the only things I'm going to say, Alex, about yesterday is it was an up and down day, but we did end with a nice best bet winner with the Flyers. So shout out yeah. to Philadelphia for getting the job done there against St. Louis and a special shout out to the Anaheim Ducks and the Florida Panthers yes. for a plus 490 draw cash uh, uh, as high as that. At least I was able to get yeah. that price. But even if you'd missed out on that price, you were still able to get at least plus 450 on that right. uh, in that range and just one of the bigger draw hits of the year. So that was great to see yesterday, Alex. Yeah, you'll have to put a pin in it next season. Whenever Anaheim goes back to Sunrise and takes on Florida, it's now four years in a row where we have seen the draw cash in. So this is sometimes just weird spots like that, and, and you, you get to hit them. And uh, glad to get that kind of a price. Uh, draw season in full effect. Had a couple that missed out by the wayside, but that was a great result. And I got to talk about the L.A. Carolina game. Big unfortunate loss there, missing with Carolina and the draw, but that sets up a huge spot that I've been looking at for the last several days with L.A. getting that win, finally breaking that eight-game streak. And they're playing tonight, last game now, before they end up going back home later this week. So uh, looking forward to that, and we'll be talking about that game in a few minutes. We sure will, uh, no doubt. And uh, like I say, you've had this process in your mind that you were going to look at it that way with LA for a few days now. So hopefully it goes to fruition with that and plays out the way you hope for. All right, let's get into it. We got eight games and we will begin at the top of the card as we always do Anaheim Ducks, Washington Capitals to get things going. We've got Washington minus 185 home favorite, six the total shaded to the over in this game. Uh, I'm, I'm taking the price with Anaheim here. Uh, I, I, I see some good signs from Anaheim. 
Uh, I know it's a back-to-back for them, and it's a rest advantage for Washington because the last time we saw them was at Madison Square Garden Sunday afternoon against the Rangers in a game they lost 2-1. to one. But I just feel Anaheim's the undervalued commodity here, and Washington's the massively overvalued commodity, even with the Capitals having a rest advantage going into this game. I feel Anaheim's better hockey is in front of them, uh, and I don't feel Washington – Washington's already had their better hockey, in my opinion. To me, there's nowhere to go but down. Their analytics are bad. They look bad. They've outperformed their metrics. They've outperformed their statistics. They're still likely going to be uh, without Ovechkin, who's a uh, day-to-day, although it's now upgraded to a game-time decision for him tonight uh, with this uh, lower body injury. Uh, and then you look at this Anaheim team. They got Leo Carlson, the outstanding rookie back uh, from injury. They are still without Minchikov, Max Jones, Trevor Zegras. Uh, with that group. But no, this is a few games in a row now where Anaheim has put a better foot forward. Uh, Obviously, look, they're going to have their share of losses still. We're not going to say that this is a team that's going to make a playoff push. We're not saying this is a very good team by any stretch of the imagination, but that was a gutsy win yesterday against Florida. Red hot surging Panthers team finding a way to win 5-4 in that one. Uh, And you look at the recent meetings. Yes, Washington has won in Anaheim two straight but Anaheim's had success here in Washington, including last year. They went into Washington and they beat the Capitals by a score of 4-2. to two. So this is definitely Anaheim plus 155 for me. Uh, I think the draw might be in play too, maybe a small sprinkle on that. But I think Anaheim is live here, even though they are the team uh, on the uh, second of back-to-backs. Uh, and especially with Washington, with Darcy Kemper in net. We have talked about the fact that Charlie Lindgren started both games over the weekend, um, You know, not because... Kemper was injured It's because Kemper hasn't been as good it's that's the reason Lindgren got both games against the Rangers over the weekend he hasn't been good he's given up at least three goals and six straight starts I mean that tells you all you need to know right now uh, with this uh, Ducks uh, team so or with this Capitals team so uh, I know there is some concern with the back-to-back and the big rousing comeback win the do you fall a little flat here potentially if you're the Ducks perhaps it's the risk you run but I'm happy to take that risk at a plus 155 price tag uh, alex what do you think here ducks capitals the fact that we're kind of worried about a bit of a little letdown with the way that they won that game and having to play in overtime and second and back-to-backs that's what's landing me more on the draw than anaheim as, as a bunny line dog uh I, I definitely agree with the spot like i said washington with kemper third game in, in four nights and keep in mind i think that's more of an interesting spot when you've had back-to-back day games and then you have the that day off and now you have a night game that's you know quite a bit of rest you would think okay well the the back-to-back shouldn't matter maybe that's where we kind of see uh you know a little bit kind of a fatigue where you have a fresher Anaheim team that can roll off of the momentum they had yesterday especially going into overtime and maybe catch Washington sleeping early we know if Washington gets down a goal or two they're not always a team that you can just rely on to come back and give you a ton of offense so I feel like this could be that game that maybe Anaheim gets a goal early and then Washington can kind of find their way to float back, but it's not going to be an up-and-down battle. So I would maybe look at Ducks' first period money line and then the draw. Uh, so I'll put, I'll grab both of those now and then maybe look for some adjustments when we're on the BetCast tonight. All right, so maybe a first period look for Alex, too, with the uh, Ducks and the draw here uh, in this matchup here, Ducks versus the uh, Capitals. Uh, definitely of, of interest here. Um, as far as uh, goal props here tonight, um, Kalorn heating up. Carlson back, you know, not bad options there as far as uh, uh, some people to look for as far as goal props on the uh, Anaheim Ducks side. Washington, you know, it's largely, you know, it's, uh, it's two people to point out for Washington. Mantha 
for as much as we've ripped the way he's played in Washington, he's been brutal most of his career here in Washington, but he's really started to heat up offensively this season and especially the last month. And TJ Oshie is someone that's finally starting to heat up as well for the Capitals. And because of those struggles, like he had two goals for the Washington Capitals in 21 games prior to his injury. He has two goals in three games since he's been back from his injury. So uh, he's and he's been noticeable. He's been all around the puck, all around the front of the net. TJ Oshie here, these last, both of those Rangers games over the weekend. I mean, TJ Oshie was a puck hound. I mean, he was everywhere. He could add probably more than the two goals he scored uh, in those games. So, uh, and because of the struggles early in the season, you're getting probably better value with his uh, goal props right now than you did, uh, than you would have gotten probably earlier in the season. So, uh, you know, you're getting good prices still on Oshie because of those early season struggles. Like he's in the plus, uh, plus 230 range score. Oh, I've seen yeah, TJ Oshie most of his career, you know, plus 170, plus 180 in that yeah. range. Like he's been north of plus 200 consistently. So that's probably a good value. It's not bargain bin range, but it's still a good a good bet and a pretty good price for a guy that's heating up right now. For I was say, and, for, and for a guy with his scoring prowess and history, 230 is about as good of a bargain as you might find in his career. So like I said, yeah. Yep. Yeah, no doubt. So that's definitely one that stuck out to me there for uh, Washington. All right, Colorado Avalanche, Ottawa Senators. Colorado looking to bounce back. A loss to Montreal last night on the front end of this back-to-back on the road. They will look to rebound against the uh, Ottawa Senators. Uh, and look at the price. How about the fact Colorado's only a buck twenty here as road favorites in this game? Seven the total. This is twofold. One, it's the back-to-back spot. That's why the price is a little bit uh, decreased here on Colorado as road chalk. And the second thing is they are really banged up right now, this hockey team from an injury perspective. Uh, and they remain that way. Uh, Miles Wood, Bowen Byram, uh, Nachushkin, of course, who is at, now look, the Nachushkin thing we found out, it's um, thought initially it was injury, but apparently it's a uh, personal uh, health, uh, personal mental health. Uh, he's entering the uh, player assistance program. Uh, with the uh, NHL and the NHLPA. And look, we heard some things, you know, last year about the hotel situation that happened with him. And you wonder, yeah, maybe it's time to uh, reevaluate your life choices away from the ice uh, right maybe. now uh, if you're yeah. Valerie Nachushkin. So we wish him well. He's a, he, I'll tell you what, it hasn't impacted his uh, play on the ice, that's for sure. He's been absolutely outstanding. Yeah. I think that's the even more amazing part. Maybe he's got these issues that he's that are going on off the ice, Alex, and this guy's managed to continue to produce and play at a high level on the ice. Yeah, which makes me think it may not be so much a physical thing as it is a mental, just situational kind of an issue. But whatever it is for him, I, I hope, hope wish him well, wish him his family well, and yeah. uh, that we get to see him back because the Avalanche are going to miss him dearly. Yeah, no question about that, and that is a big loss. There's no doubt, and uh, they're gonna—they're not as good of a hockey team without Big Val. Big Val is—you you talk about the value of the forwards. He probably falls at number three now in terms of importance to this team and what makes them go after McKinnon and Rantanen. Like, who's the next best forward on Colorado after McKinnon and Rantanen? It's probably Valerie Nachushkin right now. So that is how big it is uh, as far as a loss when he does not play. And obviously he will be out at least indefinitely here for this Avalanche team. An Avalanche team that, as I've talked about now, for several games in a row, they are an over machine. Uh, five straight overs uh, right now for a Colorado coming into this game. Uh, actually, not that's not accurate. It's actually one, two, three, four. There was one under in there. Six and one to the over in their last seven games. Cast a ticket with the over last night 
in their game against Montreal, as well as the both teams to score in the first period uh, in that game. Uh, look, I, I could only look at goals tonight uh, with these two teams. There's no question. Um, but seven's the total. We have a bet cast tonight. So you know what I'm going to suggest. I'm going to suggest join us at 7 Eastern and let's bet this sucker <laughs> live at a better number and a better price. Why not? Uh, that's exactly going to be my approach. I do will bet the both teams to score first period, though, once again tonight. We cashed that with the Avs and the Habs last night uh, in Montreal, and I'll go back to that well here tonight with uh, Colorado and uh, Ottawa. Uh, Colorado's won three straight in the head-to-head series. Here in Ottawa, they won last year. Two years ago, though, Ottawa got the better of Colorado in this building, a 6-5 to win. And we talk about overs, five straight overs head-to-head between the Avs and the Senators. Look at these scores. 7-5, 6-5, So maybe you can bet seven over, but I'm still going to take my chance to wait for a better number and a better price. Uh, Alex, uh, Colorado, Ottawa. You know, one of the cool things about this show and a lot of the podcasts and shows that are on YouTube now is not only do we give out picks, but we try to help, you know, teach and inform uh, betters on how to, you know, kind of grow with this process. And this is a game that's perfect for the betcast because it's we're getting more of these sevens. We've been dealing with six and a half for, what, two years now. But now we get to kind of show in action how we deal with a seven live, how we deal with twos in the first period live and working on that timing uh, with a bet cast. So I'm really delighted that we have a game that lands in this range to kind of just work on that. You know, sometimes for me in betting with certain things, it's a workshop. I will bet certain things because I'm looking at an angle and, and I'm creating my own angles by making this bet and, and, and placing this money to kind of use that as a barometer for things that I might be looking at down the road. That's how I've ended up stumbling on draw season and stumbling on first period overs and things. You have to workshop these things out. So I'm really happy about that. That being said, I will be live betting this game. I don't have anything pregame except for both teams to score first period. And I'm also going to take a shot with 2-2 two, two correct score in the first period. Three of the last five meetings we've seen at the end of 20 minutes was a 2-2 two, two tie. So I'm going to sprinkle. I'm going to find that price. Probably have to look at BetMGM. That's something I'm going to kind of sprinkle a little bit on. Something fun to root on when we're uh, on the BetCast tonight. Now, we do have Josh Norris right now, who is currently questionable for tonight for this Ottawa Senators team um, and uh, the game time decision. He missed the San Jose game as well on uh, Sunday. So we'll see if he is able to uh, return uh, here tonight uh, for the uh, Senators. Obviously a big component, big cog up front uh, in the uh, forward group for this uh, Senators team. Uh, we'll see if he's able to go for them. As far as props uh, for this uh, game, there's a good prop game, obviously because we do project a lot of offense. It's kind of funny because I've been talking about for a while, you know, Ottawa finally gets a long homestand. Now they have two days off finally uh, between uh, this game and the uh, San Jose, Ottawa game that we saw over the weekend, but, and maybe a chance to get uh, the defense in order. Cause now they're going to get to work on these systems and practice with Jacques Martin, but you know, still got to see it before I believe it. Like, uh, and it's, you're playing Colorado. Like that's the thing. I mean, Colorado, we know with a uh, great, uh, offensive uh, potency, uh, no question about that. But there are a couple that are uh, interesting here as far as uh, props. Ridley Gregg looks like he might be centering the top line tonight. Um, they've definitely been happy with his play lately. Uh, he has three points in the last three games. He's going to center the line with uh, Giroux and Brady Kachuk tonight. Drake Batherson, a goal and an assist against uh, San Jose for two points. So I don't argue with that, looking at his props. Timmy Stutzla's best game in a while. He had really been scuffling. He gets uh, four points, all assists in that uh, win against San Jose. 
which is a great thing to see if, if you're the Senators. You're, you, he needs to be great. And Vlad Tarasenko heating up four points in the last three games and goals in back-to-back games uh, as well uh, for the uh, Ottawa Senators. So, so lots of good options here. And keep in mind, with this being a, a back-to-back for the uh, Colorado Avalanche, it's not confirmed yet, but pretty damn uh, certain uh, at this point in time. We're just going to see Ivan Prosvetov uh, in net after it was uh, uh, Alexander Georgiev in Montreal last night. And Prosvetov has not been good. Remember that Florida game? He got lit up early in that game, and he got pulled yeah. it, on that last homestand. So, you know, it's probably an opportunity for uh, Ottawa to be able to take advantage of that. What are we going to get out of Mad Sogard is the question. Mad Sogard in net for Ottawa. And the reason for that is because Anton Forsberg's back on IR. What else is new? Can't stay healthy, that guy. My goodness. Uh, so he's back on IR, and um, it's going to be uh, – he'll be uh, the starter tonight. They're going to give Corpusalo uh, a bit of a rest. Uh, can't be much worse, though. I'll say that because uh, Corpusalo's had a tough year. Uh, Forsberg's up and down. Now he's hurt again. Uh, but I don't know if I trust Mad Sogard against a team of this capability. We'll have to wait and see how it goes for him. Uh, but uh, certainly I think we'll see uh, goals aplenty. And on the Colorado side, as far as goals, I'm going back to Drew again. Uh, Ross Colton's a great option. I agree with that. Uh, he's getting more ice time with the depletion up front for this uh, Avalanche team at the moment. Uh, you get other players filling those minutes, getting the more, bigger roles, bigger ice time. Uh, and Ross Colton is one of those players right now for uh, Colorado. So uh, definitely you could see him maybe making a, make a, uh, an impact here tonight offensively. It looks like Drewan McKinnon and Rantanen uh, still the top line. Colton on that second line with uh, Logan O'Connor uh, for the uh, Avs. Uh, he's been on that second. He's a w- worth an option, too. Uh, Logan O'Connor has six points in the last seven games, two goals in the last four games. Ross Colton, like I said, goals in back-to-back games. And if you really want to take another you know, bargain bin level type of sprinkle, uh, he's up on the second line, I believe, for the second or third game in a row. Yoel Kiviranta used to be with the Dallas Stars organization. Uh, Kiviranta is going to be on the uh, second line as well alongside Colton and O'Connor tonight uh, for Colorado. So you can find Yoel Kiviranta to score a goal tonight, plus 700. Holy mackerel at uh, FanDuel. Might have to put a few bucks on that. Talk about a second-line player, plus 700 on a team like this. That's uh, that's value. Uh, there's no question about it, whether they score or not. Uh, all right, next up we've got Seattle. The Kraken taking on the New York Rangers. Uh, it is uh, the Rangers here, as expected. Pretty big favorites, sizable favorites. Minus 220 home favorites in this game. Six the total, shaded to the under. Uh, Seattle's win streak uh, snapped uh, yesterday uh, with that loss to the Rangers. And we talked about it yesterday with Florida, right? The big win streak gets snapped, bubble burst. And what happens? They lose a second straight. After seeing the win streak snap, they lose to New Jersey. That was the streak snapper, uh, the win streak snapper on the weekend. And sure enough, they lose again uh, yesterday against the Anaheim Ducks. So back to back now for the Florida Panthers that they've lost after seeing a big win streak come to an end. I worry about that just a little bit here for Seattle, where they had this great long win streak, lose yesterday against Pittsburgh. Now you're on a back to back on the road. Uh, do you lose again here? Uh, that being said, there's, I'm certainly not going to lay this price uh, with the uh, New York Rangers tonight either uh, in this game. Uh, it's a team that you know lost the first game of their back-to-back against Washington over the weekend. And even the, 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 the win on Sunday back home, that was not a convincing win for the New York Rangers. They were kind of in hang-on mode 
once they had that two to one lead and they were very, very fortuitous in my opinion to nurse that game home to the win column. So not exactly the level of form currently uh, against still a Seattle team that's played great. I, even though I don't love this spot, even though I don't love that, you know, the, the game after the long win streak gets snapped is always a game. I'm reluctant to bet on a team. And that's what we have here with Seattle uh, in this game and the injuries too. That's the thing that really bothers me too. And I really am so mad. I didn't really, really zone in more and focus more on the injury situation going into that Pittsburgh game. I should not have been on that team total for the Kraken with who was out yesterday with Beneers out with uh, Vince Dunn, who's one of their best offensive minded puck moving defensemen out. That was a big loss. Uh, Burakovsky was the late scratch in that game. That's a lot of offensive uh, firepower you're missing uh, if you're the uh, Seattle Kraken in that game. Uh, and it certainly looked like a team that struggled uh, without those guys. So uh, I think when you look at this matchup here, it's it's a little bit tricky right now with Seattle offensively with the depletion that they're currently going through uh, at this point in time. So we'll see how they're able to cope with it uh, right now. Uh, it looks like Igor Shosturkin uh, is going to be a net here tonight for the uh, New York Rangers in this game. I guess I can't say I'm shocked by that uh, necessarily. So we'll see how it goes for him. We know he's been uh, of the uh, up and down variety here uh, for the uh, Rangers. Looks like I'm freezing a little bit here, uh, just a bit. There we go. Hopefully it's ironed out now. But yeah, you're chopping up. Yeah, Beneers, Burakovsky. Yeah, Beneers, Burakovsky, and Dunn. Uh, like, I didn't, I, I was not for sure that those three guys were all going to be out yesterday against Pittsburgh. And I'd already bet the team to, and I'm like, holy shit, I'm worried now. And sure enough, they ended up only losing that game by a, a small, or they ended up losing that game and only scoring one goal uh, against Pittsburgh. So you do have to be concerned a little bit right now uh, about the uh, depletion with the, uh, for, with the uh, offense right now, because you're talking about Paneers, who's your top line center. You're talking about Burakovsky, who's a good goal scorer. You're talking about Vince Dunn, your best puck-moving offensive-minded defenseman uh, on this team that all might be out uh, for this uh, Seattle team tonight. So that's a concern. Shesterkin in net for the uh, Rangers. We're expecting Chris Drieger tonight for Seattle on the uh, back-to-back. He's projected. He hasn't been confirmed yet. He finally lost a game yesterday. Uh, Joey Decord, it's time to give him a rest. And by the way, I mentioned this online. What an interview with him on the on Chicklets last week. Uh, it was terrific. Uh, he, it, it, the story was great. His charisma and his personality was just as good, if not better, in that interview. That guy has got he's got some personality. That uh, kid, uh, Joey Decord. Uh, so not only have we been singing his praises on the ice with the performances for Seattle, but his story is great. He's got some pizzazz. He's got some uh, uh, personality to him. Now, if only if only we could transplant Joey Decord's personality into Connor McDavid's body. You know, we would be all set. Uh, we, we really would. That would just that that needs to be done. See, after watching that Joey Decord interview, that needs to be done. We've got to somehow get the charisma and the personality and the um, uh, the affable speaker that uh, Joey Decord is into Connor McDavid somehow, uh, because he needs a jolt of that. Uh, no question about that. Uh, but it was a great interview. Uh, uh, we're so happy for him. I think we've become big Joey D fans here, uh, Alex and I, these last several weeks. But we don't expect him in net tonight. It's probably going to be Drieger. Um, that's be an interesting game here. The draw, potentially. Um, but I don't know. Like, Seattle's going to have to probably tighten things up again. And I think they tried to do that against Pittsburgh yesterday with all the uh, – uh, offense out of the lineup. So I don't really have much on this game. Sidewise, totals-wise, even the props I'm not too enamored with in this game other than maybe Trocheck 
for the uh, New York Rangers. Uh, slight lean to the draw, but there's others I like pre prefer more than this one. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Seattle, New York. I'm bummed out. I thought for sure you would be on this play because I bet it earlier today, and I wasn't even going to mention it. I had the team total over with Rangers, three and a half minus a dollar fifteen. I thought for sure that was going to be on your card, but uh, I've been yeah, burned by it. I've been burned by it two games in a row with this team against Washington. Yeah, I get it. But when you look at the spot for Seattle, and like you said, you know, but having those injuries on offense, meaning that they can't really get into that running gun style, which is what works for them. Right. And and, and I hope Haxall realizes this. I know he's a defensive first coach, but man, you got to let the horses go when you have them healthy, because when this team runs and guns, they win. When they start trying to shell up and be a defensive team, then they're the team that's at the bottom of the Pacific. So I hope when they get they get everybody back to get right back to where they were during this winning streak. But that being said, missing these guys, and now you have Chris Drieger most likely in that, I think the Rangers get their offense rocking and rolling. So I'll take a shot with over three and a half of the team total for the Blue Shirts. Yeah, I would, from a value standpoint, now you have to trust him to actually do something with the opportunity, which not always the case for this guy. And he's been an enigma since they drafted him with that first round pick. But Capo Caco for the New York Rangers is on the top line. Uh, here for the uh, for the Rangers tonight, the blue shirts with Zabanajad and Kreider. I mean, you couldn't ask for a better opportunity, man. Put the puck in the freaking net, please. I mean, you, you, that's what you're here for. You're a goal scorer. You got drafted not because of your physicality. You got drafted to score goals and put the puck in the damn net. And here's your chance now with Zabanajad and Kreider uh, on the uh, top line for this team. Plus 540 at bet 99 for uh, Kako tonight. I'm taking that. That's Again, this guy is an enigma. He either putting them on the top line for four or five games in a row may produce diddly squat. I get that. I understand the risk, but I'm going to take that price when I'm talking about at least what we think on paper is a skilled forward, a skilled player uh, getting plus 540 uh, to score a goal tonight uh, in this game on that top line for the uh, New York Rangers. So um, there we go. I'm going to take a shot. Come on, Capo, double K. Let's go here. Uh, get that get that offense rolling tonight. What an opportunity. Top lines, Zibanejad and Kreider. Um, and so Kako and Trocek are my favorite Ranger props uh, in that game. For Seattle, you know, the, the thing is about the injuries, it opens up opportunities and spots for other players. Uh, it looks like uh, Wenberg might be worth a look. Schwartz might be worth a look here, maybe on the uh, Kraken. Uh, Ty Cartier, fourth line, but he did score uh, in a recent Seattle game. So maybe there's some value there as well. All right, Islanders and Jets. Uh, Winnipeg minus 180, home favorite, six the total here in this game. I re, uh, posted something that uh, uh, someone, uh, Josh Inglis, writes for covers, does a good job. Um, Islanders team total under two and a half in this game, minus 120. The opponent team total under in Winnipeg Jets games is cashed in 12 straight. 12 straight games for the Winnipeg Jets. Their opponent has stayed under two and a half goals with their team total. So pretty amazing uh, run as far as that's concerned. And uh, pretty tough to argue with that. Um, you know, I don't bet unders, but I'll, just because of that stat alone, I'll certainly lean in that direction. Uh, under two and a half for the New York Islanders team total, which is at minus 120, minus 130 with that Isles team total under two and a half. I mean, what can you say? Uh, 12 straight games, Winnipeg Jets opponents have not scored more than th two goals uh, in a game. That's pretty wild. So, um, that, 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 that's a good look. I mean, how can it's like 12 straight? How do you tell someone that's not a good bet when you see it cash 12 times in a row? Uh, the Jets opponent team total under two and a half. So, and it's, and the Islanders are certainly capable of being shut down. We saw what Minnesota 
uh, did to them, uh, obviously. Uh, in the uh, in a big spot where the Islanders were walking into a pissed off uh, wild team uh, last night and ended up losing five nothing uh, in that game. They only scored one goal against Nashville. We back to that old Islanders team. There's the Islanders. I know one goal in the last two games combined. Ah, they're starting to look like the fucking Islanders again. All right, ah, they're, starting to, they're starting to look like the old Islanders that we know and love. So. I don't really have much on this game other than I'm going to, you know, it's, it's the Thailanders, so I have to bet the draw and I'm going to do that sprinkle on it. Although I do think Winnipeg, when you look at the fact that they are off a very rare uh, loss uh, two nothing to the Philadelphia Flyers on Saturday night, you might get them not looking past this team and looking to step, put their foot on the gas pedal. That would be my concern about the draw here that maybe they can win this within 60 minutes, but I'm going to sprinkle on the draw. And certainly I would lean to that team total under for the Islanders. It's hard not to with Winnipeg's opponents in 12 straight games, scoring two goals or less entering tonight. What do you think here, Alex Islanders jets? That's a fascinating stat and something to definitely, uh, I wish I had been on that a long time, longer time ago, especially since I said 22 of the last 23 or 24. That's a hell of a run to go, but this spot it might be a little bit tricky. If, you know, the Islanders have been struggling a bit offensively. This is a team that they have been rolling against. They've won the last eight meetings against Winnipeg, uh, and the fact that they've been kind of struggling a bit, maybe they unleash things tonight. I like the draw here because it is the Islanders and Winnipeg's that kind of team that at home I feel like they play a little bit tighter. Uh, we see them kind of, you know, blow out and get those late goals late on the road. But at, at home, I feel like they play a tighter game with this draw at plus 350 is definitely worth having. Uh, and I would even take a shot at the under uh, at six minus $1.20. We've seen the under cash in uh, seven of those last eight meetings. So it's been a, a low-scoring series, and it's been a one-sided series toward the Islanders. I'd be a little bit careful with some of those uh, sides that are kind of favoring the Jets winning this game. Just going to roll with the draw. All right, draw for Alex. As far as uh, props, we do, but want I do want to point out, uh, Shifley looks like he's out again for Winnipeg, uh, and Gabe Velarde uh, right now uh, might miss this game, illness-related uh, absence for him possibly tonight. He's going to be a game-time decision for the Winnipeg Jets. So there could be a shake-up up front. Uh, I like Perfetti props, as I've mentioned. I've been on Cole Perfetti props quite a bit this year. Looks like Adam Lowry is going to get moved up a bit from the 3C spot to the 2C spot, the second-line center, potentially for the captain. Uh, of the Winnipeg Jets, uh, Adam Lowry. And he does have five points in the last four games. Uh, most of them assists, but he does have one goal uh, as well. So at, this could be an Adam Lowry night, especially off a loss. I find Adam Lowry, when they're off a setback, he even plays better and he's even more noticeable. The leader that he is, the great leader that he is. He is one of my favorite captains. He really is. From a leadership standpoint, both ends of the ice, hard four check, never takes a shift off, drops the gloves. Uh, he's been in some dandy scraps. Uh, in yes. the past, by the way, Adam Lowry. So uh, there's nothing not to like about the person. Uh, absolutely, Adam Lowry. And apparently good, great great guy off the ice, too. So nothing not to like. It uh, wouldn't surprise me if he takes a uh, uh, the opportunity here to uh, get, the, uh, get on the board here tonight for the uh, Winnipeg Jets. All right, LA Kings, Dallas Stars. We've got Dallas minus 135, home favorites, uh, six and a half, uh, the total here in this game. Uh, not, uh, I'll tell you what, um, I don't care how it cashes as long as it does. Um, but it somehow did the over yesterday with the Kings and the hurricanes, uh, mostly because of LA, uh, and all I, kind of what I expected. I'm like, maybe one of these goalies does play well. And it ended up being David Riddick 
He actually played a pretty solid game in net for the uh, LA Kings yesterday. But as long as one of these goalies that I don't trust falls apart, we're going to be in good uh, good shape here to cash this over. And it was anti Ranta, unfortunately, that fell apart. What a brutal third period there. That game was 1-1 going into the third, and then the roof caves in. Three unanswered goals for the LA Kings, and it ends up 4-1. And then they roll to a 5-2 victory. At long last, the losing streak ends for the uh, LA Kings. And uh, conversely, when we talk about the team that ends the long losing streak, we're leery of betting on them after the streak gets snapped. Usually when a team ends a long losing streak and gets that first win, usually I like to back them the next game. But I'm not going to. Here, I'm not going to. It's a back-to-back. Uh, Dallas is rested. Dallas is also, you know, trying to get on some kind of run, uh, which they've, you know, they've had some issues as well with consistency. They're off that three, one win against Chicago. The last time they were in this building, they lost six to three to the, um, Nashville predators. Uh, I'll be honest. They've actually slumped at home lately. You know, Dallas has dropped four of their last five home games coming into this game tonight. So, uh, I'd be leery about laying the price with Dallas and I don't love it enough with LA to take them. So I'm totally neutral. Uh, as far as the side goes, I feel like tonight's the night to take one more to look at this double with the first period and full game over here with the Kings and the Stars. One more shot with it because look at Dallas. Let's let's put this little funk in perspective with the first period unders. Nashville-Dallas has been a first period under Palooza for some reason when they play head-to-head. We saw it again on Friday. Um, the Minnesota game, that goes first period over uh, if, if that goal doesn't get disallowed in the first period of that Minnesota game last week uh, on national television. And then the Chicago game, forget about it. It's just not, it wasn't smart to bet a first period under with those two teams. Chicago is trying to dummy it up, uh, tighten it up. uh, Very, very conservative, very low, tight, conservative uh, team structure, defensive, almost like a checking trap style that they're trying to play right now, Chicago with all the injuries. So forget about putting too much stock into that first period under with Dallas and Chicago. I think this is that spot where now Dallas can maybe get out and move and roam around a little bit, have more room and space on the ice, especially because the Kings have not played phenomenal defensive hockey lately, not their usual style. They were better yesterday, but they still gave up 32 shots in the win against Carolina. And before that, they gave up three plus goals in eight straight games, including a five spot to Detroit over the weekend. So you know, I am going to take the first period over and the full game over here. And certainly the full game overs are still cashing for Dallas. The Minnesota game, which stayed under in the first, went over full game. The Nashville game last Friday, which stayed under in the first, went over uh, in the full game. So that's what I'm going to do here. King Stars, first period, full game over. Uh, Alex, what do you like here? L.A., Dallas. So just a few more notes on the on the Dallas Stars first period over, kind of just as an overview of the whole season. These last two games are the first time since the first two games of the regular season where we've seen back-to-back scoreless first periods. In spots where they've given up, well, where they've had a game with a scoreless first period, that next contest, three and one the last four meetings uh, going over in the first period. Also looking at the fact of Dallas, like I said, the pace of play has been dictated by their opponents in the last several games. If they let L.A. dictate the pace, it's going to be a, a much higher scoring affair, like I said, overall. So that's the, the lending to looking at this angle. It's not about the trend anymore or the streak. We're just looking at this as a particular individual spot. I'm going to be waiting for both the full game and the first period overs live. Uh, I also will sprinkle on both teams to score in the first period. Those are smaller looks. But what I like more than anything else here is the draw. And it has a lot to do with L.A. winning yesterday. Like I said, 
This LA win yesterday, I, I wasn't happy about it because I had the draw in Carolina uh, in that game yesterday. But it does set up a spot that I'm looking for down the road. And in predicating with that is it doesn't matter if LA wins or loses this game, but I would like for them to play a tight, longer game. I would love for this game to not even go into overtime but go into a shootout to set up what I'm looking for uh, down the road. So I like the draw here. I will be on first period of full game overs. I'll be grabbing those during the bet cast and also have both teams to score in the first period. All right, and the draw. Yeah, the draw, this could this could get there. Uh, the only thing that I was reluctant with the draw is Dallas, not as many lately. Head-to-head, there hasn't been too many lately, but L.A. has been a draw magnet. Four of their last eight games have gone past a regulation. So the draw, uh, like I say, I might I might get there with it. Again, you sprinkle this. The, the draw bets, by the way, someone did ask a good question, Drew. Uh, do you put a full unit on the draw? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Uh, no, it's .1 units. 0.05 units personally for me with each draw the ones i don't like as much 0.05 units the ones i like a little bit more 0.1 units and it's just it's i figured out how to manage this bankroll properly betting the draws and managing it that way 0.05 unit to 0.1 units with each draw bet it's just the perfect way to go about it especially for someone like me the majority of my bets are quarter unit half unit and one unit uh, for for sides totals, you know, full game stuff. So that where these are nice little bankroll builders, the draw bets when you hit just a couple of them, uh, and that because the one thing you don't want to do is go one unit on these draw bets as much as you bet the full game sides, full game totals, uh, and then go on a on a on a bad rut and hit a losing streak and a rough patch with the draw bets, and then you're losing. Uh, as much as you would on a regular full game side or a full game total. And I never put myself in that position for that uh, as well. So that's a good point. We talked about the Dallas first period overs for a while uh, on this show, Alex and I, Terry in our chat. It's the second period over lately for the uh, Dallas stars. That's starting up 13 and three in the last 16. And that's the beauty of having the bet cast tonight. We'll be looking at some of those uh, second and third period looks that are especially highlighted in the charts that Chris Otto provides uh, on the Patreon page and on Twitter. So we definitely will be diving in with a lot of those tonight. Yeah, there's some days I have to ask myself, Ian, what are you doing? Like we have Chris Otto's wonderful charts at our disposal every fucking day. And we do these bet casts. And you know what's something, Alex? We've done these bet casts for years. And I have not once had those charts pulled up and on my screen. Really? Which is absurd. Totally absurd. I them up every day. Yeah. Uh, no, during the <laughs> betcast, I mean. Oh, I mean, I'm saying every day cast, on like, the show in the betcast. I always have yeah. them up. Yeah. Like, I got to have yeah. them up. You're right. That's crazy. Especially you with download, the them. Download yeah. them from the Patreon page. Go to patreon.com slash guys, and then you can click right-click and save it and then have those available for you. I view them every day. I view yeah. them every day, but during the betcast, I never have them on the screen for a reference point. It's like, what are you thinking, man? It's just thing to yeah. have now. You know, we all got to do it. <laughs> Sometimes you got to do that too. See if there's anything <laughs> up there. Most of the time, there isn't. Uh, but uh, nevertheless, um, yeah. As far as this game, yeah, uh, I'm going to take a shot here. The first period and full game, uh, as far as the uh, over is concerned in this one. And like I said, and like we're uh, talking about right now. Uh, these second period overs with these uh, two teams uh, right now, they're they're going pretty well. So uh, keep an eye on that. So, And I will have, finally, Chris Otto's totals charts, but period by period, up on the screen that we can look at it during the BetCast tonight. My goodness. Uh, 
it's insane that I've, I have never even thought to do that once with any of for for the betcast we've been doing for two, three, four plus yeah. years. Unbelievable, crazy, dummy. All right, San Jose, Chicago, uh, Chicago minus one forty-five uh, home favorites, uh, five and a half the total uh, in this one. Uh, look, I think it sets up beautiful for Chicago. This team's working their ass off. San Jose's got to be hitting the wall physically, mentally. This has been a long grind of a road trip. Like they've been, they've been everywhere, man. Yes, they have. They've been, uh, they've been Johnny Cash in it here on this uh, road trip. There's no question about it. Uh, they've been. Uh, this is now going to be the. Uh, Fifth game of this trip, Toronto, Montreal, Ottawa, Buffalo. Can you imagine getting in and out of Buffalo too? From Ottawa to Buffalo with that shit, uh, with that blizzard that hit Sunday. You had to have your game moved up to 9 a.m. local time on Monday against the Sabres. And now here you are on a back-to-back uh, against Chicago. Uh, it's just, it's, you worry about it for San Jose. Like what on earth is going to be in their uh, legs right now as far as a, this game against uh, Chicago uh, well, they did get a win against Montreal, but conversely have lost two in a row since then. Ottawa, heartbreaker, 5-4, lost to the Senators, although that game was only close because of the goaltending. They got badly outplayed. Uh, and then Buffalo, they were flat most of the game, shut out by the Sabres, 3 nothing. Now they're on a back-to-back. I know Chicago's no great shakes. They are an injury-depleted mess right now. Uh, there's no question. Uh, still without Tyler Johnson, still without Taylor Hall, Nick Foligno, Connor Bedard, of course, Anthony Beauvillier. Uh, Andreas Athenasiu and Connor Murphy on the blue lines out now for them as well. And he's one of the ones that's got a little sandpaper to him, Connor Murphy on that blue line for the uh, Blackhawks. Now he's out. So this blue line takes a hit, uh, even though they're trying to really play this tight conservative style, which they have to, to have any chance to win games. This, this offense is in the uh, tank right now. One goal in each of the last three games for the Blackhawks. That's not going to win you many games right now. Uh, so they're looking, we're looking at a blue line here tonight for Chicago with, uh, it looks like Vlasic, Seth Jones. Seth, it's good to have Seth Jones back, at least, if you're Chicago. Uh, any help you can get for this blue line helps. Korczynski, Zaitsev, and Jacob Megna. And it looks like one of either Isaac Phillips or Jared Tenorti are probably going to draw into the lineup tonight for Chicago to round out that blue line. And then up front, it's status quo. It's Pitlick, Kurashev, and Radish, Blackwell, Dickinson, and Joey Anderson on the uh, second line. Uh, so that's what we're looking at here. I mean... I can't back San Jose in this spot, but I mean, laying a buck 45 with a team that can't score right now, Chicago, uh, even though I do think it's a big situational advantage for them. This is one of those games I'm waiting to the bet cast. If San Jose gets up early, maybe they're running on adrenaline from yesterday because sometimes that back to back in the first period, the next day, they've still got that adrenaline going and they get off to a fast start and then they hit the wall and they get worse and they get tired as the game goes. That's what I'm hoping for. And that's what my approach is here. Give me a San Jose first goal uh, in this game. And on the BetCast tonight, I will certainly look at a live Chicago money line look uh, in this game. That's the way I'm going to go about it. I'm not taking them at minus 145 with a team that scored three goals in the last three games combined. There's no chance. I'm going to look for a live uh, money line price that is better than this. Maybe San Jose gets on the board first, and we will find that better price with Chicago during the BetCast uh, tonight. What do you think here, Alex? Sharks, Blackhawks. Yeah, I just kind of really trying to dig through notes to find something with this game and just looking at kind of uh you know previous history. This has been mostly a uh road team series. The road team has won the last three meetings. Uh last time that they were in uh United Center it was a five two sharks win on uh, New Year's. So I don't know if there's anything that's really gonna stand out. Like I said, we can wait for the betcast to look for something major. 
Um, there's a couple of player props that I'm kind of looking with Chicago. I do have Jason Dickinson small in pocket. It's not worth uh, the bargain bin range at plus 270. He did get a two-year extension, which is greatly deserved. I think we might see him step up and be one of the few guys who can score, considering that I don't know if, about you, Ian, but if, if they had to have replaced Connor Bernard's spot with another Blackhawk, Jason Dickinson would have been my vote to, to replace him as an all-star. I think he's played very well. He is certainly deserving of that contract, and I'm glad that the Trooper will be sticking around on the west side for another couple of years. Uh, Alex Vlasic might be somebody I'm looking at, too. So I'm kind of juggling around who I'm looking at for bargain bin, but those are a couple of people I'm looking at in this game from a player uh, point perspective. Other than that, everything's just going to be waiting for end game. I got to tip my cap to that guy. You mentioned him on that back end, Alex Vlasic. I mean, he's been solid. He really has. He's got a plus seven on a team with the record that the Chicago Blackhawks have. Plus seven, plus minus rating, plus seven. It's very impressive. One goal, nine assists. Uh, you know, he's had uh, two points in the last five games. He's now playing like 22 to 24 minutes of ice time uh, on a nightly basis. So Luke Richardson clearly has some confidence in this kid, and why not? <laughs> I think he's been one and- of their better defensemen there. And I don't mind him playing a bulk of minutes, and he's going to make mistakes. That's fine. You know who they did that with? Duncan Keith. There were times where Duncan Keith looked awful early in his career. There were rumors of him even possibly being traded at one point. But they held on and weathered the storm with him, and he developed into a quality Hall of Fame defenseman. So I have no problems with them running Vlasic 20 to 22 minutes a night right now while you're trying to build and develop. Yeah, no argument there. I mean, there's so many great value props for Chicago because of the injuries, but they're not scoring. Like you can only you can only bet the price based on the spot in the lineup. At the end of the day, they have to put the puck in the freaking net, and nobody's right. doing that consistently for them right now. I mean, I would I would love to jump on here and say, yeah, I'd love to take Rem Pitlick plus seven hundred to score a goal tonight. He's done jack shit since he's been up there on that top line, and he's missed a million chances for us uh, Chicago with uh, Kurashev and with Radish. I'd love to say, you know, let's go back to Colin Blackwell, but he's cooled off again a little bit. Like, there's just no one you can say, really, I've really got that confidence they can get that puck in the back of the net for me tonight for this team. Yeah, we do. We are talking about Mackenzie Blackwood starting, though, for San Jose. And, you know, look at the numbers. You know, that doesn't really help anything either because his numbers against the Hawks are good. 3-0-1 with a 2.46 goals against average. So, yeah, it's tough to make a a case for a lot of guys uh, in this game. Yeah, it sure is. Uh, there's no, there's no question. Um, and uh, the San Jose actually has scored a few goals recently. I mean, the uh, the Montreal game, we saw them win. Uh, we, you know, they were able to get the uh, offense going at least to some degree there uh, in that game. Uh, you know, we'll see if they can uh, light the lamp here. Zetterlund's been good for them, and um, they are actually getting nice production from Zadina, that prospect that came over from Detroit, uh, and is getting another look here. Uh, yeah, it is Morozik for Chicago, and it's a uh, Blackwood. Uh, for uh, yeah. San Jose, that is your and goalie matched up tonight. Morozik's been playing his ass off lately, but at the same time, you worry about running him into the ground because he is injury prone, yeah. and, and and just not even injury prone, but just fatigue in, in itself. So that's that's the other thing that's kind of concerning here too. It's not like oh, okay, if they were giving Soderbaum a start, then we'd just be all over San Jose plus money. But everything's just kind of conflicting right now. Yeah, absolutely. No question about that. And by the way, I want to point out, I forgot to mention this, and I should have, about the Islanders-Jets game. We might be seeing a Ken Appleby sighting as their goalie tonight because Varlamov's on IR. Sorokin was in last night, and Appleby came in, uh, and uh, it's uh, it's uh, he came into the game last night against Minnesota to relieve uh, Sorokin, and, but it's a back-to-back. So, you know, I think all along, there was probably a good chance Ken Appleby plays tonight 
for the Islanders at the beginning, but now because he got uh, Sorokin gets pulled, do they go back to him? Um, you know, tonight, tonight in this game, so that ends up being the uh, question uh, going into this uh, matchup here tonight. Uh, well, hopefully he'll be uh, playing good in the neighborhood tonight. Ken Appleby tonight for spelled <laughs> differently was, though. Yeah. yeah, that wasn't an injury related uh, pull for Sorokin though, right? No, it was just struggles. It was just struggles. Okay, and, so then, so then, yeah, so then that might have been the reason why they pulled him a little early, though. Let, let him rest and recoup and, and get that over, and then and then he could start tonight. So that's definitely one you want to check with. You, yeah. We can't just just automatically go and stay out and be starting. We definitely got to wait and hear uh, official confirmation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's the problem. You're right, hundred percent in the chat there. Finish flashlight. Um, you know, the, 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 the bargain bin carts trickier. You're right. I'd love to bet all these guys for Chicago. They're, the prices are enormous for guys playing on the top line and the second line for them tonight, but they're not scoring. I mean, you, you give them all the opportunity and you got to put the puck in the net. So, uh, if, and I might sprinkle on, like I said, a, a, a radish, a Kurashev, a Pitlick, a, a Blackwell Dickinson, but my goodness, keep it small. You know, if you're betting any of them right now, because, uh, like I say, they're, they're, the pr prices are there, the value's there, but. You got to put the puck in the net. Still, you can only value and um, an opportunity on the top six forward group is not going to get you paid. Put in the puck in the damn net is so that's what they have to do. And the, again, we're talking about a team that's got one goal in each of the last three games. All right, next up, Arizona Calgary. We've got Calgary minus one fifty home favorites, uh, six and a half the total in this game. This is a rematch too. These got these teams just played uh, in the desert uh, at uh, Mullet. Uh, just recently, uh, now the rematch here in uh, Calgary uh, between them. Uh, they played just uh, five days ago uh, in Arizona, six to two win for the uh, Calgary Flames. That was a game where uh, it got off to a very, very bad start for uh, Karel Vimalka in net. He got pulled after four goals, and Connor Ingram had to finish that game almost assuredly. We're going to see Ingram tonight. We are Dan Vladar, Darth Vladar are going to get the uh, nod uh, in between the pipes tonight for this uh, Calgary Flames team. Uh, and uh, right now, and look, early last season, Dan Vladar was leaps and bounds better than Jacob Markstrom. Markstrom started the season horrendously last year for the uh, Calgary Flames. This year, it's kind of flipped. You know, Markstrom's been pretty good lately, and Vladar's been very much up and down. 3.43 goals against, 8.83 save percentage for Vladar uh, in this game. Uh, Ingram in net for Arizona. Every time Ingram's been in net, he's given them a chance to win. I think we have a live underdog here. Short turnaround revenge spot uh, as well for the Arizona Coyotes after losing at home uh, to Calgary uh, on Saturday night. So I like Arizona a little bit here, plus 130. going to take them at that price uh, in this game. I, I lean to the full game over, but you know what I prefer with Calgary, and I'm going to stick to it, and that's the first period over. First period overs for Calgary are really the uh, – uh, the bet that's been rolling in here lately for them. You look at the uh, last few, even the Vegas game uh, on um, Saturday uh, between these two teams. No, it was last Thursday, I should say, when they played uh, Arizona. Saturday, they played Vegas. And first period over hit in that game. It was 2-0 Calgary after the uh, first period. Obviously, the first period over easily hit in the Arizona game. Uh, it easily hit in the Ottawa game before that. And it easily hit in the Chicago game uh, before that. So we're looking at a mini 4-0 streak with Calgary to the first period over coming into tonight. So I like Arizona plus 130. I'm going to take a little first period over uh, in this game as well. Um, what do you think here, Alex? Arizona, Calgary. 
Yeah, first period over one and a half, minus $1.35, both teams to score in the first period, and also going with the Coyotes as a dog here. Like I said, rapid revenge spot. When I saw this line, I saw 145, 150, and I thought maybe that Dustin Wolf, who was recalled from the Wranglers, was getting a start here. But with Ladar, there's no way I'm laying 150. And certainly not even trusting Calgary in, uh, in regulation, despite the fact they got off to that hot start. Like I said, that was Corel Vamelka. He's a bum. Now we got Connor Ingram, who's a, a, looking like a legitimate goaltender. And uh, plus 130, I'm going with the Yotes. And I'll also be going first period over, and both teams will score. All right, there we go. I like all those pretty much. Uh, and uh, like I said, I think Arizona plus 130 worth a look. Seven and two since the All-Star, since not the All-Star break, since the um, what break? Oh, the Christmas break. Yeah. Uh, seven and two first period over for Calgary, says Rich H uh, in the uh, chat. So, yeah. And I like the full game over a little bit, but I, it's, it's weird. I, I have a goalie I think can give up goals in Vladar, and I have a goalie that I'm not so sure gives up goals in uh, Ingram uh, in the other. That being well, said, Calgary's offense is <laughs> yeah, this is going to be a test for Ingram, though. Calgary's offense is playing well right now. Uh, they're getting contributions from Sharon Govich has been great. Blake Coleman, it's Blake Goldman. That's 100% true. Blake Goldman lately for the uh, Calgary Flames. Very humble, though, in his interview. He said, I really don't look to score goals. My, my focus is defense, being a good player away from the puck. Well, could have fooled me, man. Uh, four goals in the last three games for Blake Coleman. So you obviously have to look at his props right now, continue to go to that well uh, with him. Uh, for Arizona, it's been more of a scoring by committee type of uh, situation for them uh, going into this game. Uh, Keller's obviously been good, but again, you never get the great, you know, optimal prices for his goal props. Uh, but certainly you're right for Calgary. Blake Coleman is the easy, easy choice. And uh, they're finally starting to adjust, though. I mean, we're now closing in on plus 200 for Blake Coleman when he was like plus 350, you know, before this little hot streak started. So we'll give the odds makers for a change, a little bit of credit. They are adjusting for a change uh, with some of these uh, uh, goal props involving uh, players playing well. For uh, Arizona, uh, Gunther I've mentioned, Kerfoot, uh, you know, Kerfoot's played pretty well. Uh, don't sleep on Matias Michelli playing on that second line as well for the uh, Coyotes. Yeah, Kerfoot scored in the last game uh, for Arizona, so uh, definitely good uh, value there for the couple of those Coyote props as well. All right, final game of this Tuesday card. Uh, Arguably the game of the night, certainly one of the games of the night. And I don't want to hear it. And you're going to hear, I've already heard it today on Sportsnet, who's got this game to actually, it's a TSN game for the Leaf region, Sportsnet for the Euler region. Um, but I've already heard it. It'd be a McDavid versus Matthews rivalry renewed. No, it's the Leafs versus Oilers. Let's, let's make it all about the team here for a change. It's Leafs versus Oilers here. Uh, Edmonton minus 150 home favorites, uh, seven uh, being the total, especially when, when it, w the core of these teams, it's like a package deal. You can't just say McDavid versus Matthews. What about Dreisaitl? What about Hyman? You know, what about uh, Nugent Hopkins and all these other great players for Edmonton? It's just like for Toronto. You mentioned McDavid versus Matthews. Well, what about Nylander? What about Marner? You know, don't don't forget about those guys. That's why it's Leafs versus Oilers, dummies. Enough with the uh, making it look like it's a one-on-one -on -one matchup, like a boxing fight or a UFC fight. It's not the way it works. But uh, in this game, it's a fascinating handicap. You got Edmonton on this 10-game win streak. They cannot lose right now. At least it, it looks that way. But they've had some close calls, some very close calls. And they've looked like they've been they've been dancing with a loss and a potential loss to end this win streak for a very long time now. When you look at these recent performances, they barely escaped Ottawa. They barely escaped Chicago, 2-1 uh, to one on the road. 
they won in overtime against Detroit, three to two. They won against Montreal, two to one, uh, in overtime. They're doing enough to win, but they're not exactly doing things convincingly the last few games. That tells me the loss is around the corner for this team. Uh, the question is, will it be tonight against a Toronto team that's scuffling, lost three in a row uh, coming into this game? Islander lost, blew a lead. Colorado lost, blew a lead. Uh, Detroit lost, blew a lead because they got the first goal, which was my Pontus Holmberg. Incredible bargain bin hit at plus 600 on uh, Sunday night. But I've seen this with Toronto. What do we know about Toronto? We know that at home, through the week, against a middling opponent, can't trust them. You cannot do anything with them other than maybe bet against them. We know that. We've said it for years. But you get them in this spot. Backs against the wall. Cornered animal. You know, here in the scuttlebutt around the team from the media that, uh uh-oh, starting to struggle again. Look out. Blowing leads. Look out. And then they go on the road. They start a road trip like this. They bond as a team. They play a very good opponent like Edmonton. And they go in there and they play one of their best games. This reminds me of the Toronto versus L.A. spot that we saw a few weeks ago. They went on the road against the Kings. They weren't playing their best hockey at all going into that. I think they were struggling going into that California road trip, too. They faced L.A., and it had to be one of their best games of the season. Alex and I talked about it on the recap the next day. That was one of their best games. They shut down L.A. It was like 3 nothing. Yeah. They played great. The whole team, 60-minute effort. I wouldn't put it past Toronto tonight. I, it's Leafs or nothing for me at this price, honestly. And I don't usually go against a team that's on this kind of win streak, but it's got all the – reading the tea leaves, it's got all that feel to it. Edmonton's just been sneaking on by with victories the last few, which they easily could have lost all three of those, Detroit, Chicago, Montreal. And here's Toronto. Nobody wants them anymore. Uh, now with that bad finish to the homestand and go on the road, get your ass in gear and watch them pull out a win here tonight. So I'm going to sprinkle on Toronto here, plus 130 uh, in this game. Maybe sprinkle on the draw too, because we have seen two straight go to overtime with the uh, Oilers and we don't have to talk me into betting Toronto Maple draws uh, with the draw at any point. So a Leafs and draw split for me, a live over, but only a live over. I'm not betting seven. And certainly not with Edmonton right now. Edmonton's been this under train lately. Not scoring as much, but their D and their goaltending, stunningly, has been very good. Uh, especially Skinner, who's been very good in net for the uh, Oilers. He will be in net tonight, Stuart Skinner, for uh, Edmonton. Martin Jones back in net for uh, Toronto. And you look at Martin Jones, he lost against Colorado. But I'll tell you what, they can fault him for many of the goals. It's not like there was, oh, there's that Martin Jones beach ball goal. He didn't really have any of those against Colorado. They were all goals that I think he, he couldn't fault him on. So he hasn't played as bad as you would think. Uh, and he's actually played more good than bad here uh, for the Leafs. So Leafs and draw split. Interested in a live over because the pace will be there. You just hope the production will. But I'm certainly not betting it at seven. We're going to wait for the bet cast tonight to get involved with that total. All right. What do you think here, Alex? Leafs, Oilers. Right there with your dog draw split. Loving the Leafs here at this plus price. This is complete opposite of what we usually see on a Tuesday betcast. We're usually talking about they're playing at the top of the hour, the beginning of the betcast, laying 300 against Columbus, and then they lose 5-4 in a shootout. But uh, I think this is a spot here with Edmonton. And it's funny, if you talk about McDavid and, and, and Matthews as a, as a rivalry, it's been pretty one-sided rivalry because the Maple Leafs have owned the Oilers over the year, 23-7 and seven the last 30 meetings. So uh, so much for Connor McDavid being the best player in the world if he's you know going up in this head-to-head rivalry with Austin Matthews. But I digress. It's all you know TV bullshit. The fact of the matter is this is a great spot for the Leafs. 
And the Oilers, as well as they've been playing, you know, that, that streak's got to come to an end at some point. And they, like I said, they're, they're weebling and wobbling right now, and I think they fall down by playing Toronto. So plus 130 on the money line, plus 360 with the draw, and right there with you, I'll be looking for a better uh, overprice during the betcast. Yeah, and if I'm looking at Leafs props tonight, you know I'm a Mr. Value guy. I don't overthink it. I don't overthink it. I think it's core four, core five leaps tonight that show up. They need to because they haven't been good the last couple games. Matthews, Marner, Tavares, Nylander. Nylander hasn't scored since signing the big deal, the big contract. <laughs> How about that? He's he already actually getting money. criticism from Leaf fans. Yeah, <laughs> He hasn't scored since signing the get in the bag last Monday. Hasn't scored for them since then. So I think it's uh, when you're struggling and you're trying to get out of a funk and you're going on the road. And I saw this in the LA game where they won against the Kings. It was those guys. They all played well. Matthews, Marner, Nylander, uh, Tavares, uh, and Riley. I think Riley's a great prop too. Riley is jumping up into the play. He scored a beautiful goal against Colorado. He's getting into the offense more uh, for the uh, Leafs right now. So a goal prop shot, uh, certainly an assist prop with Morgan Riley right now. Uh, I like that. And Pont- Pontus Holmberg, we're going to go back to the well with him. Uh, the big Swede who got a goal in the uh, matchup against Detroit Sunday night, playing with Matthews and with Nylander, or sorry, with Mount Marner tonight, it looks like, on the uh, top line uh, for the uh, Leafs tonight. Matthews and Marner and Holmberg. But Holmberg's staying on that top line, and I knew he would uh, because of the fact we saw him find the back of the net against Detroit uh, on that top line. And uh, certainly, I think the price will be adjusted. Oh, plus 500 still at FanDuel uh, for uh, Pontus Holmberg tonight for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, so there you go. Very good price once again for him to uh, find the back of the net. For Edmonton, you know, for them, it's been mostly the bigger. I think Bouchard's right now the best value. Bouchard with that bomb. Uh, I think Bouchard scored in one of the games against Toronto. By the way, McLeod might miss this game again day-to-day. Gagne still day-to-day for the... Uh, Oilers as well, uh, but uh, you know, obviously Leon and Connor and Iman and Nugent Hopkins, and let's see what happens. Uh, p- by the way, too, someone pointed this out in the chat, and I just it just clicked in my head right now to mention it. This guy can't score though for uh, Edmonton this year, and he's only on the fourth line. But he was a member of the Leaf organization. If you want to buy into that theory, Connor Brown, but he hasn't scored a goal, and he's had a million chances, and he's got zero finish right now. It's none whatsoever he does have the chances he had four shots on goal uh against uh montreal uh, in the so again it's the same old thing with connor brown he can skate he can he's a wonderful skater he gets chances he has zero finishing ability none zero uh none at all zero goals for him this year and he's had chances galore but he is against the team that he initially started his career with it's which is toronto now playing against them he's plus 570 uh, at Patano, if you want to buy into that angle, go for it. But it's it's tough to get there, Alex. The guy has no yeah. goals. He's got a million chances, and the puck's not going in. Same old Connor Brown. Yeah, that's been his career. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> yep. So that's why it's tough. I agree with the angle. I like it. That's an angle I like. But I just don't know if I trust Connor Brown to make good on it. Great stuff. That's the Tuesday card. Shout out to so everyone in the chat. Breaking news before you get to the uh, yeah. end of the show. We got uh, uh, Jack Eichel out week to week. They said he had a surgery on a lower body injury, so he will be missing the All-Star game. That's another star missed, and, uh, and he'll be out week to week, they said. So just seeing that on Twitter. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Joshua, good call with the Ducks there. I think I'll do a split money line and team total over two and a half because that team total over two and a half is a nice reasonable price. Uh, you never know. It could be one of these, you know, deals where they lose four three or something. And you know, I don't want to 
deal with that. Uh, I'd like to have some kind of profit shown from that if that's the case. Yeah, and that team total for Anaheim's two and a half minus one twelve. It's a very very cheap price. So yeah, absolutely. I'll split it up. Money line and team total over two and a half uh, minus one twelve for uh, Anaheim in that game. Uh, no question. All right, good stuff. Uh, again, our bet cast tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern. DM or email me or Alex uh, to get the link for the bet cast if you want to join us during it on the stream, on air, and we will get you on the bet cast tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, drinks, uh, of course, live betting commentary, lots of fun, great group of people we always hang out with for the uh, bet cast, our great viewers and listeners, 7 p.m. Eastern tonight. Make sure you join us for that. And make sure if you're not already, you missed it if you haven't signed up already, patreon.com slash ice guys just ten dollars per month and you could be part of what we had going on yesterday a nice little impromptu mini live bet cast for an hour right before we did the live show yesterday uh we decided we'd do a brief mini bet cast for the martin luther king uh, afternoon games for about an hour and we will have our first full uh exclusive patreon ice guys live bet cast coming up it's right or it will be before the end of january that's all i will say about when it will be for now just know that if you're a patreon member the day of that betcast we will post the link the youtube link for the betcast almost like surprise like we did yesterday with the impromptu one and that will be your alert that we will be doing a live betcast exclusive to patreon members and subscribers and we will have one uh, before the end of january so make sure you sign up $10 per month, uh, patreon.com slash ice guys. Our daily card is there, sides, totals, player props, uh, goalie charts, totals charts, and we've got more bonus content uh, coming up in the new year, uh, videos, bonus shows, exclusive live betcasts. We're going to do at least one or two exclusive live betcasts on Patreon. That's in addition to the main betcast that we will have every month uh, for uh, on uh, for everybody, just free for all the regular monthly betcast. So again, make sure you sign up patreon.com slash ice guys, just $10 per month. And again, that co- financial commitment and the dollars that you subs- for your subscription and membership on Patreon will help keep this show going for many, many, yes. many years to come patreon.com slash ice guys uh, just ten dollars a month and last of all of course the ice guys store get your gear get your merch there ice guys.myspreadshop.com yes last but certainly not least we've got all of the merch items you need right now in stock and today is the last day for free standard shipping right now so you don't want to delay you'll have some time between now and the backcast take a browse and you know, peruse around. We've got all the draw season merch. We've got our regular classic logo merch. We've got every item you can think of that you'd want for you and the entire family at iceguys.myspreadshop.com. Iceguys.myspreadshop.com. Check it out there. All right. Bargain bin special of the night. Alex, what do you got for us with this? Yeah, it's not. I mean, I like the spot and I like the player. And I think if, if something's going to happen in this contest, he'll be a, a part of it. Alex Vlasic for the Chicago Blackhawks tonight against the San Jose Sharks. He said it's going to be hard as hell to try to find anybody to score. But he's a guy who's just been active and engaged right now. I like his play, and I like what we've been seeing from the Hawks, even without Bedard. We haven't been seeing the offense, but we've been seeing some of the guys. We're, we're, we're learning now as Hawks fans, and I'm sure the brass in the front office as well, we're seeing the guys who deserve to be in that uniform next year and the guys who don't. 
One of the guys that do is Pickles, Alex Vlasic. So give me him plus 800 to get a goal tonight. You can find that at uh, BetMGM and a couple other books, plus 800 for Alex Vlasic to get a goal tonight for the Hawks. There we go. Anson Vlasic, Alex Vlasic there for the uh, Chicago Blackhawks at a big plus price for uh, Alex B. Smith with his bargain bin special. Ah, I'm going to put it to the theory. I love cashing a bargain bin special on a player uh, at plus 600, but twice is just as nice. And I'm going to go back to it tonight. Pontus Holmberg for the Toronto Maple Leafs, plus 500 at FanDuel. I think it's just as strong a bet as it was Sunday night. Playing with two terrific players, Matthews and Marner, top line, opportunity galore. Uh, a Toronto team that I expect is going to play a good game tonight, win or lose. Uh, and I think you're going to see Holmberg have a great opportunity once again. Plus 500 at FanDuel. Pontus Holmberg back to the big Swede to get it done and find the back of the net for my bargain bin special of the night uh, for this Tuesday card. All right. Best bets. Alex, what do you like for best bet? We're going with the New York Rangers team total over three and a half minus a dollar 15 going up against the Seattle Kraken. Yeah, it's been a nice run with the Kraken, but like I said, now Chris Drieger most likely going to get the nod in net. They're missing some guys on offense. This Rangers team will be primed and ready at home to get some goals here. So let's go blue shirts over three and a half team total. That's my best bet for this Tuesday. All right. New York Rangers team total over three and a half. Best bet for Alex B. Smith. Hopefully they get their ass in gear and get to four goals after letting me down, not once, but twice with their team total over the weekend against uh, Washington. Uh, Alex with the Rangers for team total over three and a half for his best bet here for this uh, Monday uh, NHL card. My best bet for this NHL card, uh, and it's a it's a it's a good card. There's uh, lots of decent opportunity. Let's go with an underdog here. Uh, you know, I go with more totals. You, you probably notice that when it comes to the uh, best bets. But we did cash a best bet side uh, last night with Philadelphia uh, getting the job done against St. Louis for my show best bet. Let's go with another uh, side for the best bet tonight. And I like this price. I like this number. I like this spot. They catch. This team coming off a very successful road trip, coming back home. And Arizona just lost to this Calgary team last week at home. Now they're on the road. They've got the better goaltender in net. Uh, I like the price, and I think they get redemption. And I think Calgary off some nice wins there, especially the Vegas win. Maybe a little flat city here for the Calgary Flames tonight. So Arizona plus 135. Arizona plus 135 at Bet365 uh, for my best nice. bet for this Tuesday uh, NHL card. Got to throw the Coyote sound in there at the odd time. They're a best bet for me on the show. Great stuff. And you know what's going to be great stuff, too? The BetCast tonight, 7 p.m. Yeah. Eastern time. Uh, we'll see you in about three and a half hours for that. Again, DM or email me or Alex for a spot on the BetCast. Uh, and make sure when you're DMing me, it's at Bobano Betting now, at Bobano right. Betting. Uh, to hell with that uh, you know uh, account that's now fucked. Uh, the old one. We're going with at Bobano Betting uh, right now. That's the new spot. Uh, make sure that's where you DM me. Or you can email, of course, Bobano350 at gmail.com. Uh, and we will make sure we send you the link for the BetCast before uh, the show begins. Great stuff. Shout out to everyone in the chat. Hit the like button uh, on the way out. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast 
when you can't watch the show live. For Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Tuesday, and we will see you in three and a half hours, 7 p.m. Eastern, for our first live BetCast of 2024. Don't you dare miss it. We'll see you in a few hours for the BetCast right here on the Ice Guys. (laughs) 